then the real twist happens where you act, are actually able to to drive for seven minutes and and know what's the content of three different articles you will never read which is my magic moment Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. This is the first part of my interview with Tal Florentine. For the last decade, my next guest has been one of the leading UX specialists in the Israeli market. He is a published author, speaker, winner of the UX award, and founder of the Israeli UX certification program. After leading more than 160 UX design projects for Fortune 100 companies, it became clear to him that audio is going to be bigger than video. He founded Samurai, the world's first branded audio CMS, with the promise of helping busy people know more with less effort. Samurai allows companies to create branded audio channels, add branded audio content to their customer journeys, and promote audio marketing. His name is Tal Florentine, and you can find him at Samurai.com. That's S-U-M-M-U-R-A-I.com. And if you're interested in another way to help people engage with your content, Tal is here to tell you that audio is it. Listen in to hear why. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Tal. I really appreciate your taking the time, and I know it's a little later there. <laughs> yeah, it is, but I'm so excited to take part, so happy to be here. Well, thanks. How are you doing over there? You're in Israel, right? Right. Uh, I'm great. Personally, I think uh, everything around us is less great these days, but you know, we're handling. Yeah, I guess we all have to just handle it. <laughs> uh, hopefully this will be over soon. I don't know. There we can hope. Some, <laughs> yeah, some optimistic point of view. Yes. Well, I'm hoping, uh, you know, I'd rather be optimistic. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, and I know that um, you have a great program offering uh, called Samurai, and we will definitely get into that. But I wanted to know how you got into the whole idea of audio being important, because I know that you've dealt with this a lot in your early career, and you're doing a lot of UX stuff right now, right? Yeah, so so my, my professional background comes from software engineering at the beginning. Uh, I've, I've been around software engineering uh, and programming and so forth for uh, quite a while. And from there, I moved into the world of user experience design. And over a bit more than a decade, I designed more than, I think, 160 digital products for various wow. type of organizations, kind of the, the local uh, fortunate 100, uh, dealing with a lot of... Uh, Cases where, where you basically have to find the optimal uh, meeting point between human beings and technology. And I think when you're in charge of uh, designing the uh, interfaces of the, that amount of, uh, of interactions between uh, companies and their users, uh, you, you spend a lot of time trying to figure out what kind of what operates us and what what 
what motivates human beings and how technology can be used in order to optimize the, the, the meeting point. And I think one of the places where it hit me dramatically, both from my own perspective, which is something designers never should never use because we're not the users, uh, but but <laughs> both from from my my own experience and the experience I, I bumped into as a professional researcher and designer, uh, is is that we're kind of having a really hard time dealing with content. It's kind of growing endlessly, and we, we there are two two elements for that. We, we both need to know more uh, in in a much wider type of information. So so we used to be professionals by knowing something specific, uh, I guess, three decades ago or, or before mm-hmm. that. And now we are professionals by knowing a lot of about a lot of things. So our knowledge is becoming wider. Uh, so this is one one kind of movement. And, and the other element is that content is growing tremendously. Uh, much faster than what we can actually uh, digest. So true. And from my <laughs> philosophy, we, 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 are, we actually, we, we have an endless fight with content. So you either bump into an article, you look at it and you say, I don't know, I, I would like to know what's written here, but I don't want to read, right? So, so I'm putting it, uh, I, I leave the tab open for later or for never, right? Mm. Or alternatively, you actually, you send it to a reading list and never get back to that. So, or, or or the worst case is that you actually have a click bite uh, title and you actually start reading it and then you spend your time reading only to find out that you actually knew everything about that before. So you were actually wasting your time again. And mm-hmm. from my point of view, I just realized that we are in a, an endless fight and we always lose. And yeah, <laughs> from that point of view, I figured out that audio may have an alternative for that, which is kind of a promising thing to say. And I, I dived into trying to figure out how audio can actually improve that. And coming from the, the user experience side and being the, the person in charge of designing interfaces, visual interfaces, moving into audio is kind of not the uh, the thing you would expect. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But I think the I reason for that... It's a little that, scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm actually kind of breaking my own... I'm, I'm not using the tools that I'm, uh, I, I should be using as a professional sure, uh, yeah. advisor. I'm saying, no, a, a screen is a, a kind of an interface, a visual interface is not what you should put there. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but I think when you look at the timeline, at, at the customer journey, which is an element we always use as designers, you actually find out that audio opens the door for so many additional interfaces, which are not visual or, or not visual first or audio first. And it, it basically mm-hmm. opens the doors to so many uh, new ideas. And then you find out how uncharted this territory is. Yeah, strangely. It's, it's funny and, that and that's it's the so case. And it's so strange yeah. because you would imagine yeah. that we're so progressing in doing things in the digital world. And then you find out that it's right until you put audio as your main uh, area of focus. So what did you discover as far as what we don't know about this? <laughs> so if I'll get directly to the end of, of what I discovered, uh-huh. uh, I think, and it's, you know, it's changing on a daily basis. So you, you probably 
talk to me about that tomorrow. I'll send, say something completely different. But uh, <laughs> we're all uh, learning. Yeah, I'll learn. We're still learning. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think these are layers that kind of start to build up to something really mm-hmm. huge. Uh, so first of all, one of the sentences I started saying lately is that I finally realized that audio is going to be bigger than video. And I, and I have all of the reasons to say that. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to see it happening. And it's kind of shocking because you would say, you would think that nothing can beat video, right? So what are your reasonings? So I, I think basically, uh, if you look at the amount of time we have uh, and how we try to optimize it, because all, all of us are trying to optimize our sure. day, right? Uh, and you see how much of it is spent in front of digital uh, interfaces. You see that it's limited, and usually when it is limited, it's it's optimized to what you try to do. So if you're a, you're in 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 front of a desktop uh, device, you basically try to work, right? So you try to be mm-hmm. productive, and then you bump into the fact that if you would like to learn and get some more information about your profession or something else. Being in front of a desktop would be a bad time to do that because you're trying to do something else. This is exactly where I, I, I leave the tab open and I go back to what, was, what I was focused on, trying to stay focused. Yeah, I see what you and, mean. And then you look at the rest of the time and you, you find out that basically audio can be, that doesn't have a, a starting or an ending point. It's basically, it can basically be all, all over that uh, time because it's secondary. It doesn't require to, mm-hmm. to stop everything you do. Uh, the other way around, it allows you to take uh, uh, badly used time, like washing your dishes, which doesn't mm-hmm. take me anywhere bes- besides the fact that I have to do that because nobody else does that. <laughs> but then you say, okay, let's make this time uh, worth more. And then audio is mm-hmm. a great solution. So I think what I discovered is that until now, most of the, f- uh, the focus around that was from podcasting, right? Podcast is, is already, I think everybody is aware of what it is, right? You, you kind of, it's, it's kind of like a, a video. Everybody knows what video is and what you can do with it. I, I guess we, we're not going to find anything dramatically new with what you can do with video in, in the next few years, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go to audio and in my interactions with professionals, they say that audio is podcasting. And I'm saying, no, podcasting is just one method of using audio but there are so many other options you do, didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. And now I put the idea of audio as a tool in the hands of companies that would like to communicate with their audience. And then we ask, okay, so what we can do with audio? And the answers are endless. <laughs> yeah. And then you so try to figure let's... out how, how come nobody does that. And you, and yeah, and you it's see true. that it's one of these points where you say nobody does that because nobody does that yet. Right, and when they all someone always, has to start, <laughs> we'll start doing that. We will all yeah. get there. But so so, you kind of figure out that this is a beginning of a new journey that nobody really stepped there before, which is kind of a crazy situation. Yeah, it's really strange, especially considering how popular podcasting is right now, and it's only getting more popular. But I see what you mean by this. Uh, by audio being able to be in the background and you can still get information from it while you're doing other things. I think that's why people listen to podcasts as well, because it's filling in time when they could learn or be entertained while they're doing something else. (laughs) 
So, yeah, there's and there's a lot that goes into like how our human brain processes audio different from the visual. Uh, And that's a whole other scientific study that (laughs) you've probably looked into. (laughs) Right. We we always try to figure out how how processing uh, audio content is different and how to optimize the uh, the content and uh, the narration and the, 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 the tone of voice and the elements that basically build the, the user experience. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website, and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. So do you find there are particular um, preferences in that area, like length of time of a bit of audio, what tone of voice, um, you know, that kind of thing? So so I tried, I'll try to encapsulate everything we learned in kind of a quick uh, way. Uh, sure. So one of the things that we, we did uh, when I started Samurai, we tried to to kind of reduce the, the uh, human element, right? Because it's... It costs money, uh, mm. so we tried to work with text-to-speech mechanisms, and I did a quite a wide research to find the best text-to-speech mechanism out there. And uh, our content is basically aimed to be very short. Where we're aiming at, at a short audio format, which is another thing we'll we'll have to talk about for a second. Yeah. Uh, Something around three minutes, which is our optimal way of actually taking some kind of a, an existing piece of content, an article or something that exists out there and create an effective summary of that, which will give you the main points of what's in there uh, okay. in, in a very short And that's short how you came focused. up with Samurai, right? Like that's just because we're already there. So I'm wondering like <laughs> the name of Samurai. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so if we go there for a second, Samurai is a mix yeah. of, of, of a Samurai uh, warriors, the Japanese traditional uh, warriors, and a sure. summary. And, and okay. the, the philosophy be- behind Samurai is that we would like to actually do what Samurai uh, warriors used to do 900 years ago, where they they were basically guarding the assets of their lo- landlords. So uh, our landlords today would be the target audience of a brand, and mm-hmm. the, the assets wouldn't be the physical ones, it would be the time. And what our samurai warriors are trying to do is is kind of take the content out there uh, and use the samurai sword in order to cut away bad content, the content which is aimed for uh, search engines and not human Mm -hmm. beings, and take the good content, which is the effective one that's out there, and digest it into 
what we call the sushi of content, which is a, a very bite-sized, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, small, uh, very digestible uh, pieces of content, which basically give you three options. One of them is to say, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's so good. I didn't actually read the full piece because it sucks, right? This would be one option. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second option would be nice concept. Okay, I like it. I got it. There is no reason for me to read the full thing because I got it. And mm-hmm. the last option would be, wow, this is really interesting. Let me mark it up and get back to that later, which basically gives you the option to mark it, but knowing that you'll never get back to that later. So it's ju- mm-hmm. just like the save button on Facebook where nobody really goes there afterwards, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, at least the amount of things that you're saving is a lot smaller. <laughs> well, we have we have a need to to save things as human beings we, we yeah. like to collect things and not do anything with them later on so mm-hmm. so we need to to actually give uh, uh, an ability to do that even though I know that you're not going to do anything with that later on but, but, yeah, but you for know me it's, it's out there. <laughs> yeah yeah can't help it so so basically th- this is uh, uh, the philosophy of, of the the item we created, uh, we gave a name to that. It's called a summary. It's a three-minute summary of content. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you if said I go summy, back to, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, if I go back to, to what we learned about that, so we started creating summaries uh, by uh, somebody actually writing uh, a summary, okay. reading the full piece and summarizing it into a summary. And then we gave it to, to the text-to-speech uh, mechanism to, to read it out loud. And then people who were listening to that on the go we're saying that they're not able to digest what they just heard. So, so basically the brain shuts down when it listens to something which is not natural. And uh, we have an okay. amazing way to identify when, when it's almost natural, but mm-hmm. not really. So then we, we, it was one of the hardest decisions I had as, as the, the person leading the company to actually uh, say goodbye to text-to-speech and actually create a full uh, element which will allow uh, voice actors to step into the process and, of course, pay them and uh, hire them and uh, train them and so forth. It's a big process, yeah. And at the end, it was kind of a very uh, exciting day. We actually launched a new version where human beings are doing the uh, narration. Mm -hmm. And I think the two first people who were listening to that said, wow, your text-to-speech is amazing. <laughs> so which they thought was, it was still text to speech. <laughs> which was one of the most uh, shocking situations where you say, I, I, I can't believe it. I worked that hard and they still think that it's text to speech. Why did I do that? So let's go back to not paying anybody and having that because we already had that. So yeah, yeah. And I, I had a conversation with one of the actors, uh, voice actors, and I was trying to say, they still think you're a robot. Let, let's. Let's do something with that. Try to mm-hmm. talk very in a very natural tone. Uh, so, so after trying to do that, uh, at one point he started to shout at me and he said, "You know, there's no way I can narrate that content and sound like uh, a friendly conversation. I never talk to people like that." So yes, yeah. At that point, we we, we found out that a, a classic text, which is aimed for reading, cannot be narrated in a friendly manner. So. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. If you want it to be spoken. into rethinking what audio content is because it, it added another layer, which is 
editing the content for voice acting, which is sure. something I didn't bring to the table. And I didn't know that's out there uh, because I didn't come from professional voice uh, processing. And, and, and when we started doing that, we, we started to see the, uh, the outcome of actually people who are aware of what they listen to without investing any effort in that. And another element which is not trivial there is moving into their uh, mother tongue, which is a, a super critical element when it's your secondary uh, content. In, mm -hmm. in Israel, we speak Hebrew. And I, I think one of the things that are kind of hard to, to understand is that since most of the professional content comes in English, uh, the professional uh, environment is, is very English oriented. We speak mm -hmm. English, we write in English in our companies, we, we communicate. I, I have a, a funny story where I sit in the table with, with a colleague, he's two meters from me and I'm sending an email in English saying, would you like to come to a coffee break? And then we <laughs> both get up and go to the kitchen and we just communicated in a, uh, in, in a different language, which is kind of strange. <laughs> so English is, is very day-to-day uh, day -day thing here in the professional uh, arena. And, and, mm -hmm. and then you find out that even though I thought that my English is good enough, you find out that it's not good enough to be listened to as a secondary content. And the, the real change happens mm -hmm. when we move to our... Uh, mother tongue and when we translate the content into Hebrew and then mm -hmm. magic happens. So, so then the real, the real twist happens where you are actually able to, to drive for seven minutes and, and know what's the content of three different articles you will never read, which is my magic moment. So it's, it's a familiarity thing. It has a lot to do with familiarity. Then. I think it's both familiarity and, and the fact that your second language will not never be as good as your first one. Sure. Yeah. You're not as comfortable with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, really interesting. So, so then when you take professional content, which is our, our new uncharted territory, you come to a marketer or a di digital manager or uh, the content manager in a company and you take their existing content, you say, okay, so we have this uh, ebook or PDF document or, mm -hmm white paper, blog, you name it, whatever content you have, instructions on how to use something. And then you put them in the uh, machine of actually take this and get back with a short uh, playlist of short items of summies, uh, which I am able to listen to. Then you find out that you have a new type of content, which is super uh, interesting to explore because you usually start with the uh, classic instructions, which are boring. And then you mm. end up with storytelling about something. So I'll give you an example. We, we just worked with the local LG uh, distributor okay. on creating uh, a playlist. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about audio. It's not podcasting. It's not yeah. for fun. It's, it's, we basically created a training kit, audio-based training kit, mm -hmm. which is for the sales uh, representatives around the country who are in charge of uh, selling the new LG device, uh, smartphone. So we took the original information from the uh, LG website and content, mm -hmm. uh, a video which is very professionally made uh, and inspiring, but it's very visual. So you have to, you don't get a lot of information from it. Well, you have to be paying uh, attention to it fully, right? And the second thing would, 
was the uh, documentation, which nobody ever read, right? Mm-hmm. So, so just to give you a hint, we, we bumped into an element called uh, the new LG uh, smartphone supports uh, some kind of a manufacturing uh, standard called IP64, 68. Okay. So I can say it and you'll say, okay, and nobody cares about that, right? I don't know what it is. <laughs> what does it do? So, what does it mean? <laughs> yeah. So now comes storytelling and audio. So we're, we were basically trying to figure out what IP68 means. So we okay. went online and tried to, to read about that. And it, it, we found out that it's kind of uh, uh, some kind of a physical uh, uh, attribute of, of uh, very uh, strong devices. And, and it's it's a U.S. Army standard. Oh, okay. So encryption, you mean? or No, it, it's, a, it's a physical element of being oh, okay. a robust uh, uh, element when you can, you can, you know, uh, put it in dust and water and it's Oh, still, okay. Uh, so it's really... rugged. Okay. <laughs> so, so we try to, to find the right way to, st- to t- tell about that. So, so mm-hmm. we said that uh, basically the, uh, the smartphone can be, uh, is very robust. And it's an, a U.S. Army standard, and you don't want to mess with U.S. Uh, soldiers trying to hit you. No. <laughs> so, 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 so we ended with having something which is very easy to listen to, mm-hmm. and then to kind of get into your arsenal of storytelling when you bump into a customer and you want to, uh, to tell them how strong this device is, right? You have a good story to use. So, That's so a good this point. was the, the process. And while listening to that, now I know that you'll, you'll actually remember that, right? Because you can't forget it. Yeah. Because it's, it's good enough. It, it kind of passes the, it moves from uh, boring information into a story. So, well, yeah, stories are how we do everything, right? That's how we remember everything. <laughs> so, so now let me be dramatic and tell you that, think about all of the marketing content you bump into out there and mm-hmm. think about the idea of turning that into audio storytelling and then putting it, in the right place in the timeline of your customer audience without asking them, them to stop everything they do. Yeah. So, so this is the, the big potential of where audio can be used. And amazingly, it's not there yet. So. Yeah, it's strange that that's the case. We've had this for so long now. I mean, <laughs> but, I, I think but there's as... another element I, I should mention, mm-hmm. which I bump into and I, I find pretty interesting. Uh, in most, most cases, when you say audio, people try to figure, try to think what, what's new with audio, right? It's, it's so old. And w- when I try to kind of explain to myself, why do they, what do, don't they get? Mm-hmm. I, I bumped into the fact that, you know, if you look at history, you see that radio came before TV, right? Yeah. So we actually have something kind of in, inside our mindset saying that audio is old and video is new. So when you move into the world of digital interfaces, you would say that, okay, so we already have video. Why are you returning me back in time? And the Mm -hmm. reason why we're moving uh, forward to audio is not because of technology, which is super interesting because most of the places where we moved forward were due to technology uh, enablement, right? Things that weren't available before and now they are. Sure. And audio basically moves us out of technology just because we can't have any more time with it. So it opens a new door, which is kind of, it's a strange thing to, to understand because it's not technology that moves us forward. It's the fact that we have too much of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. So we and have I, to adapt to how we learn based on the complete overflow and overwhelming of the digital stuff that we have in front of us right now. <laughs> so so there so, is a, as a nice place where you understand that you when you bump into the content while working, that you don't mm -hmm. have to do anything with it right now because it's not the right time. You have your traffic jam later on and this would be the perfect time for that. So move yeah. all, all of this content to the other type of uh, place in your timeline. And then your, your, basically your quality of life is improving, right? Because you don't have these dilemmas anymore, which is kind yeah. of a promising concept. This has been part one of our interview. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available on all the usual outlets. Until next time.